0: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: We have finally reached the end of the road. Come Sunday at about 6.30 Eastern, even though it'll probably be closer to 7 Eastern. The final game to wrap up the 2023 season will kick off. We made it to Super Bowl week, Chris. Super Bowl 58 is at last upon us.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's a fun day, uh, for sure. You obviously, you know, for Steelers fans, would love to have your favorite team in there. But uh, you know, even if uh, your favorite team is is not there, um, it's still a it's still a fun, it's still a fun day. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, even you don't have to be the biggest you know football fan. My my wife's not a gigantic like oh I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna watch the watch football every something like she's not that type of person. But even the Super Bowl. It, it, it grabs it grabs everybody's attention, even if it's just for the commercials. It's just a fun it's just a fun event. It's fun, um, yeah. It's a good time. I enjoy uh, that,
1: it. That's what it is. It's an event, and we're gonna take a look at that event here on the South Side Beat later on in the show. Today is Friday, February 9th, two thousand twenty-four. He's Chris Halleck, I'm Corey Christen. Before we get to the big game, as the uh, what would we say the non-copyright engines would um let's talk about some Steelers matters and first and foremost the big stuff from last night and NFL honors we can talk all we want about TJ Watt not winning defensive player of the year and we've pretty much did that yesterday even though it hadn't been official yet I mean if you wanted any indication TJ Watt didn't even go to the NFL honors show. So. Yeah,
0: I think that was uh his way of uh he he knew he wasn't gonna win. Uh you know, so, some of those things, I mean, like, you know, we saw last night, you know, it was leaked what an hour and a half or so before Cam Hayward won, you know, uh main of the year that uh that he was gonna win. And so TJ probably knew. Um and if you look closely at that at that Instagram post um where he said he was playing hooky. That was in Vegas. I think he was in Vegas and he just decided, I'm not going. Like, I'm not going to waste my time, you know, because, you know, this thing's rigged. So, but before we get into any of the TJ stuff, this real, we really should mm-hmm. give, definitely go on the positive side and get, and give the credit to Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward, um, you've covered him for a season as a, you know, as a, as the, as the beat guy and, um, you know been in that locker room now for two seasons. I've covered him. Um even for the little bit of gl- even for the small glimpses that we get uh on the practice field in the locker room everything like that he's just a phenomenal person and mm-hmm. uh when you see everything that he does in the Pittsburgh community and you see how much he cares about it. This isn't stuff that he does just for PR purposes. He genuinely cares about spreading uh just just being a good person to as many people as you possibly can and spreading joy to as many people as he possibly can. Uh, it's just phenomenal. And I, I do love the fact that the NFL holds that award in such high regard, higher than any other thing, accompl, accomplishment that you, that players get for their on-field performance. But that's yeah. the, that's the premier award. Um, and Cam absolutely deserves it.
1: Well, if they want any indication of how the NFL thinks of this award, It was the last award handed out in an award show where Prince Harry gave it out. Prince Harry gave it out. (laughs) First off. Yeah. Um, It was the last award given out in an award show that included MVP, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, Mm -hmm. rookies of the year and hall of fame inductees. And this is the NFL's community achievement award. This is the top guy in the NFL when it comes to serving his community. And those that have lived in Pittsburgh, for as long as Cam Hayward has been here since 2011, have known and felt the impact that he has had on this area in Western Pennsylvania in a a general scope as a region. Now you can look back to all of the accomplishments, all of the achievements. To me, the really big thing has been Cam's Kindness Week, which he started in 2022. This year in 2023, in, in the middle of October, towards the end of October, he took a week and just went on an absolute tear of visiting with children and visiting with underprivileged people and just being out there and being a presence and impacting these lives. And I don't have the time or really the the place to describe all of the work that he's done. Um, It's on DKPittsburghSports.com at the top of the site right now, if you want to read all about it and what he's done. Mm -hmm. This is the highest achievement a player could get that's off of the field. This is an honor that Cam Hayward has been nominated for six times and at last has gotten his due one. You could argue that he could have won it last year, maybe should have won it last year.
0: 100%.
1: This was appropriate for him to win it. It was going to happen at some point, and this isn't going to stop him from serving the community. This isn't going to stop him from getting out there and finding ways to positively impact lives. And again, if you go on DKPittsburghSports.com right now, Cam did about a 20-minute phone conference call with with reporters, and I was in on that. And I shared some of the details of what he talked about. Of course, he talked about the influence of his mother, the influence of his father, Craig Ironhead Hayward, who also served this community for a long time uh, during his time here at Pitt and obviously in the future. Um, he talked about how this, this honor is, is something that is just going to fuel him more. And, you know, I asked him about Cam's Kindness Week, and you know, he called it the the concentrated effort is kind of the crescendo of what they do. And I completely agree with that. He gets a $250,000 prize to use for his charitable works. And, you know, he mentioned that he sees some schools that he'd like to help with that are in this area. And he has a plan for it. So yeah. this is a guy who, like, regardless if he goes into Canton in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he is a staple and a fixture and a figure in the city of Pittsburgh, in the surrounding area forever Mm -hmm. because of the work that he has done. He is a Pittsburgher at heart. He belongs here. He has proven that. He has worked through that. And this is a guy that this city has embraced, and he has embraced this city. And like I said, a a guy that for years to come and generations to come, his legacy is going to be about what he did for this city and not what he did for the football team.
0: Yeah, uh, the one thing that I, I want to see out of this, and I know this seems silly, this seems really silly, almost, almost kind of juvenile, but I really want to see the Steelers make an exception here and let Cam wear that patch on his jersey. Like what? I, I just, I, you know, I understand that, you know, that that the Steelers are one of the teams that doesn't have the captain patches, and I, I get that and understand that it, it, it is, it is more about. I mean, obviously, when you put on that uniform, it's about it's about the team. It's not about the name on the back. It's about the team. Um, I think there's one award that really kind of transcends that. And it really is that, you know, if he were to wear that patch, I don't think that takes away. I don't think anybody would think that Cam is thinking again. You know, it's an award that goes to show how selfless somebody is. Mm-hmm. um so i i i think that would be a, a a great way for him to be able to continue to wear that honor um if he doesn't wear it on this jersey at least allow him to have a um you know a, an emblem or whatever it's called you know, on the back of the helmet something so that he can carry that and wear that proudly because uh it is a well-deserved honor and i, and I know the steelers uh many within the steelers organization um fully support and 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 really just kind of just they almost kind of wore that the same way that 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 cam did like they wanted they wanted this for cam badly Mm -hmm. um and so i know there's a lot of people within the organization that that feel that and I, i just think that'd be a great way for him to continue to wear that
1: and if you want any indication of this alumni bases feelings towards cam hayward today in the media call the very first person that rang in to ask a question to Cam was Joe in Vegas. And later on, that was revealed. And I recognized the voice. I'm like, it's not any reporter. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe Green, mean yep. freaking Joe Green called yep. in to that media call to congratulate and surprise Cam Hayward in that way. And he had wonderful words to say to Cam and about Cam. And you could tell that this fraternity, so to speak, of Steelers alumni and people who have served this area through the Pittsburgh Steelers engine. And for my money, just looking at the NFL, this is, this organization is as community driven as any other. And that's Mm -hmm. what makes the Pittsburgh Steelers so special. It's a global brand, but the roots are in Pittsburgh. Everything is set right here in Pittsburgh. Everything is through and for the city of Pittsburgh and nobody does it better that cam hayward Uh, so uh,
0: cam just cam just tweeted sorry cam tweeted a few minutes ago uh he just said this is the greatest honor of my life and honor made possible by the support of so many people thank you um Mm -hmm. so it's just it's just so awesome to see that and and i I wanted to make sure that we took you know because it's easy to get mad about the tj stuff and, and trust me um it's maddening um but uh cam deserves this and this should be the the number one takeaway for for fans from last night it, it absolutely should be it's easy to to wallow in the pessimism and to wallow in the things into in, in the negativity yep. um but man alive cam Hayward 100% deserved this and so um Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we can focus on the
1: negative. I thought it was cool that uh, Jim Tressel <laughs> called into his uh, yeah, college is coach cool. of course at Ohio yeah. State and the former, the president emeritus of of one Youngstown State University, go Gwyns. Um, and, and as Pete says it here, this is pretty much sums it up right here. Cam is Pittsburgh to me. I mean, he's Pittsburgh. Period. This this man embodies this city as best as anybody could, and uh, certainly a well deserved honor.
0: So Mike in Texas, this is a, you actually provided us a really good transition here. He says DKPS should start a media campaign to get the team to allow Cam to wear that patch. Listen, I don't want to speak for DK, but I'm pretty sure that this company doesn't like pushing narratives. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out
1: speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So that being said, let's talk about T.J. Watt. <laughs> Miles Garrett of the Browns wins Defensive Player of the Year. Um, go. TJ doesn't. I, I, Chris, I know you have a lot, a lot you want to say.
0: It's just I'll like okay. So here's the thing. You know, I said a lot yesterday. There, there's, there's only a couple things that I really wanted to, to put on the. And because I, I went back and I watched a couple of different things from, from, from Pro Football Focus, I went back and watched this, 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 um, this uh, breakdown that they did where they explained the grade. It was the game between uh, the the Steelers and Browns in Week Two, right? TJ Watt scores the touchdown, the scoop and score, you know, Alex Highsmith had the street, you know, TJ had a great game that, that game, Miles Garrett, in terms of like counting stats and everything like that, not so hot, like one tackle, um, you know, a quarterback hit or two. I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but they explained the grade and Miles Garrett somehow got a higher grade than TJ Watt. And so they put up like a, I don't know, a five or six minute video explaining the, explaining the grade. Everything and then I watched another video in which they were coming. They um, it was when they were announcing their own defensive player of the year, which you know of course was Miles Garrett, and you know they're everything. The first thing that comes out of their mouth every single time is the pass rush win win, win rate, and it's just how do I put this? Okay, when you talk about analytics, what analytics are supposed to do is they are supposed to they're supposed to give you a broader picture of what what you see in a box score, right? When somebody gets a sack, not all sacks are made equal, right? Not all sacks are cut from the same cloth. What down did it come on? Um, you know, did it happen on, on first and 10 or did it happen on third and 19 or did it happen on third and two? Not all sacks are the same. Not all interceptions are the same. What, both throwing them and um, and, you know, actually, you know, catching them and taking the ball away from the other team. So what analytics are supposed to do is help cut through that a bit and and give you a a clearer picture of what's going on. It doesn't mean that analytics are the entire answer. It is a a way to also see a bigger picture. It's not a way to say, okay, TJ Watt had 19 sacks, but how many of those were luck, as they like to put it? Or how many of those were because of everything else that happened around him and he was just fortunate to get those sacks? Or... Miles Garrett wins his rate, you know, in that game against the Steelers. I said he had a 40% pass rush win rate, but didn't produce any because a lot of the other stuff that, that happened doesn't go in his favor. It's like you're focusing on, you're focusing so much on the process and not on the results in a game that is result based in a game that is result oriented. Here's another way that I can put it. PFF grades are like the be all end all catch all value of a player in you know, whether they want to say it's their grade or their war or whatever, they have a number that's supposed to quantify their, the player's overall value, right? Baseball has the same thing. It's wins a rubber It's war. The here's the big difference between war and baseball and PFF grades is that there is a formula that you can plug in numbers for baseball war. There is a formula that you can put together to plug in those numbers and you will make the math now I can't do it cuz I'm not a mathematician and I'm not good at math but you can work the math formula and come up with a number there is no subjectivity numbers aren't subjective they don't know how to how to lie they don't know how to push biases numbers are numbers 2 plus 2 always equals 4 that number will always be that number pff grades are not like that because they rely on some stats that are subjective are admittedly subjective by pff therefore subjectivity plays a role it's not as reliable as such 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 as something like baseball war and here's another layer to that and then i'm done baseball war is not the be all end all for for how those awards are voted either you look at marcus Simeon in, 19, in 2019 for the a's he had an 8.5 war which is a ridiculously high number you, for those yeah. of you who, who don't know baseball or don't follow baseball that is mvp level anything like seven or eight, your MVP level. Mike Trout only had a 7.9 war that season, but Mike Trout won the American League MVP. Why? Because Mike Trout is a better player and more valuable player to his team than Marcus Simeon was. War is a piece of the pie. It's not the entire thing. PFF grades and pass rush win rate are only a piece of the pie, but Sam Munson, along with so many other people, have you brainwashed into thinking that the process is more important than the results.
1: I'm done. Darren asks, who elevates PFF to the number one metric? I have a word for it. It's laziness. I think- Sam Munson was
0: one of the 50 50 voters in this thing.
1: Right. I think resorting to analytics is lazy in some ways. It's useful in a lot of ways. And, And I'm with you on this, Chris. I think there's a place for it. I think there's a- Reason to have them. I think there are reasons, plural, actually, to have them. I think it's subjective in a way, too. But with that being said, and and I'm going to write more about this for tomorrow morning, uh, for Saturday, there's still the old eye test. And when T.J. Watt was the player on the Steelers' defense who made everything work, T.J. Watt was the consistent force, was the guy. Miles Garrett was... The guy as well, but for a better Browns defense, here's, here's what I like to do. And I do this for MVP for every sport. I do this for player of the year, rookie of the year, you know, offensive player defense, whatever it is. If you take that player out of that system or out of that team, right? Mm -hmm. What does that team do without him? The facts are the facts with TJ Watt. The Steelers are one in 11 all time without the guy. They are a shell of what they could be with T.J. Watt on the sideline. I'll argue in a totality as a whole, the Browns defense is better than the Steelers defense and has more impact players on that defense and had more impact players on that defense this year. The Steelers had a top 10 scoring defense this year in the NFL. Mm -hmm. What is that stat if T.J. Watt's not on the field? Where do they rank if T.J. Watt's not on the field? The Browns had the best overall defensive football. And if you take Miles Garrett off the field, they're still not going to have the best overall defensive football. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the absence of one TJ Watt and the absence of one Miles Garrett, the absence of one TJ Watt is greater than the absence of one Miles Garrett. That is a big thing for me. And that's just for me. I didn't vote for these awards. I'm just reacting to it. That being said, also, if you want to look at data and numbers and actual results, TJ Watt blows the coverage away. He yep. just does. Yep. He just does.
0: Like I, I get, I get not wanting to just solely base, you know, s- player analysis on, on counting sets. I get that. I understand that. And, and I want to go past those things too, because if somebody walks away from a season with five interceptions, but literally all five of those interceptions were tipped and literally fell right in your lap, It's not the same as when somebody else might get four interceptions and they had to make an outstanding play to get those four interceptions. There are ways to cut through the counting stats. However, you have to account for – you can't put the process ahead of the results. Put – weigh the process into it, yes, but just because Miles Garrett might win – uh, you know, a certain rep against a tackle when the offense literally is running a sprint option to the side away from him, where Miles Garrett has literally no chance of making a play. But that that play is going to count in his favor because it's in a vacuum. That number is in a vacuum. Did he win his rep or not? Yes, he did. Does it matter that the play is going to go away from him? The quarterback's going to get the ball out of his hands in two seconds. Does not matter. Miles Garrett's not going to get back there because they're good. that play is designed to literally move away from Miles Garrett and to throw the ball into the flat or to a quick out or whatever else there's no chance that somehow will have a higher a play that has that is more in favor from Miles Garrett than if TJ Watt happens to walk into a sack just because he's in the backfield for a certain amount of time he's in the backfield why is that a bad thing are we going to hate on Harry Kane in soccer for scoring the majority of his goals from the from within the 6 yard box no he put the ball in the back of the net because that's what he's supposed to do. That's what he's paid to do. Teach Watt is paid to bring the quarterback to the ground, and he does it better than anybody else in football. It's I not. Think- it's it's not. This is when you begin to outthink yourself, and you and then to top off to top that off, you become so dogmatic in your view that nothing else matters other than what you think about it.
1: I didn't it's expect to hear a Harry Kane name drop today, but I'm glad I did. All right, <laughs> all right, we got to move on. I'm not a Harry Kane fan, by the way. That's fine. We got to move on. Um, three assistant coaches. We'll, we'll spend a little bit of time on this before we get to the Super Bowl.
0: I got a trivia for you.
1: Oh, Chris does have a few trivia questions. So let's do a little bit on this. Just just news note. We can talk more about it Monday, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah three okay. additions to the uh, to the offensive staff. Tom Arth, quarterbacks coach. Zach Azani, wide receivers coach. And Mateo Kambui as an offensive assistant. Arth was with the Chargers. Um, spent some time with Justin Herbert. Whether you want to call it development or not, I don't know. But... He was there coaching up Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the head coach at Akron before and, um, you know, was there for three seasons for my money. Didn't do a great job there, but anyway, Azani uh, was with the jets last year. He spent quite a bit of time with the Broncos and the bears. So he's been well-traveled 47 years old. Kambui's 31 and and he's kind of fresh to the coaching ranks. Um, he was with Arthur Smith in Atlanta, offensive line assistant last year. Um, and, and he was a coaching fellow a couple of years ago. So, Uh, A couple of young hires, and then, of course, Azani uh, brings some experience to the receivers' room. So we'll talk more about them on Monday, I think, Mm -hmm. and we will dive more into, um, you know, what they could bring to the Steelers on Monday. But Super Bowl 58, Chris. Yeah. Two days away from the big game, uh, trademark notwithstanding. um, (laughs) Usher at halftime, Taylor Swift camera cuts, all of that. It's (laughs) happening. The final game to wrap up. The 2023 season is upon us. We're going to make picks, and I encourage those that are listening in live on YouTube to drop in your Super Bowl prediction. We'll pop them on the screen. We'll, we'll talk about last. them. I want to. Well, wanna well t- we can still get the predictions yeah. in for now. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll set t- them off to the side. But Chris has Chris has some Super Bowl trivia to ask me, and, and Phil- I'm, bad, I'm bad at Super Bowl trivia. But the chat can definitely put in their answers, and we'll get the first guesses on the board and. Winner gets a, if a congratulations. See,
0: if, I, if I see a correct answer first, I, I will I will put it up there. Um, All right. so so get your thumbs ready if you're in the chat. Okay. Okay. Uh, what network has broadcasted the Super Bowl the most?
1: My answer to that would be, oh wow, because fifty-eight years. I I like auto defaulted. Oh, we're to... not counting fifty-eight into this, by the way. Okay. Fifty-eight I like... does not count. Oh, so that means it's close. I like auto defaulted to Fox. I feel like NBC has. NBC is second. NBC second, so CBS. Mark has it. Okay. CBS. Mark got it. CBS.
0: Twenty-one for CBS. About to be twenty-two.
1: What's NBC at? Twenty. Okay. So right behind. Yeah. I was right on it.
0: All right. NBC's up there. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, what city? City, not stadium. What city has hosted the Super Bowl the most?
1: It has to be Pasadena, California.
0: No. Really? Not
1: even top three. Oh, I'm doing so terribly.
0: Miami, Miami. Okay, 11. Okay, all right. So, Corey beat you guys in the, in the chat. Miami, uh, at 11. <laughs> no, it is definitely not Dallas. Dallas has hosted one. <laughs> I guess the family had it
1: first, up there. and even
0: then, it wasn't Dallas, it was Arlington. It's DFW. People get really finicky about that here. See, when you
1: said really when you finicky. said city, not stadium, or like when you said city, that's why I was like, well, some people might mistake the Rose Bowl for being in LA and it's not
0: right. No, okay, so LA greater like the greater Los Angeles area which would include Pasadena has 8, which is third. Okay. New okay. Orleans is second with 10. Okay. Um okay, how many fr- I have uh I have 8 questions total, so we're on on number 3. Okay. We're how many three. franchises have consecutive losses in a Super Bowl?
1: Wow. How many franchises have consecutive losses in a Super this Bowl? This one's
0: a little more difficult.
1: It has to be a low number, I think. I knew two of them. I knew two of them. i oh, so so it that way. I mean, it's you, more you than gave, two. You gave up that it's more than two. Yep. I want to say it's 3
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, now, bonus points
1: if you can name them. Buffalo's one of them. Yes. For sure. Um, Mike in Texas has one of the, the other Broncos ones. Broncos is the other one. Uh, it's not the Steelers. Not no, Bay not Bay consecutive
0: losses. Steelers have only no, no, lost no, no, two. No. Vikings? Yeah, actually, sorry. Monaga, Halo Mike had it first um, in Minnesota. Nice. So Buffalo has lost uh, lost four straight. Terrible. Uh, just heartbreaking. Four straight. Uh, then mm-hmm. Minnesota and Denver have bo- both lost two in a row. Good question. Okay. Chiefs and 49ers are meeting for the second time in the Super Bowl. Right. How many other instances have two teams for- faced each other multiple times in the Super Bowl?
1: Oh, wow. It has to be a lot. Like, it's a specific number, which is going to be weird. Um, I'm going to go with, like, eight. I think it's low-ish.
0: You're really, really close. Am I really?
1: Yes. What is it? Seven times. Seven times. Seven
0: times, other than this will be the eighth time.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's what I said. It was really close.
1: close. Yeah. Now,
0: bonus points if you can name any of them. Oh, I mean...
1: (laughs) Rams, Patriots for sure because that yep. recently just happened. That's one of them. Um, we didn't have Ravens. I mean Cowboys, Steelers.
0: Yep, only only uh, instance for um
1: for, the Steelers. for three
0: where, where a team faced each other three times. Oh wow, that's
1: cool. That's the only one. That's cool. Yeah, I mean I don't know specific. I don't, I don't know specific. Packers, Chiefs was that multiple
0: back no. then? Uh, Bills and Cowboys is one of them.
1: Those Cowboys,
0: yeah. Uh, Patriots. Patriots. Yep, that's mm-hmm. another one.
1: Chiefs Packers um, wasn't one of them. How about
0: that? Let me, let me go. Let me go through all of them real quick, just for time's sake. So Pittsburgh, Dallas—that's the only one. with Three, Miami, Washington—they split those. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco, Cincinnati, hmm. uh, Dallas, Buffalo. Already said that. Giants, Patriots. Already said that. Uh, Patriots, Eagles. Oh Remember yeah, that? yeah. Just recent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Patriots, Rams. Like we said that. So okay. okay. All right. If Good. the Chiefs win, it okay. will be their fourth Super Bowl win. Who are the other two teams with four wins? Not four or more, just four wins. Oh, four,
1: period. Just four.
0: Not five or six, but just four The 49ers have wins. four
1: or five. The 49ers have four or five. How many other teams? Two? Two other teams have four wins. Is it right the Cowboys? Now. No. Wow. So this, the, I'm looking really bad here. Packers is one of them. Packers Giants. is
0: one. Yep. Logan okay. has the other one. Packers okay. and Giants. Yes, wow, I'm Cowboys, looking bad here. Cowboys and 49ers <laughs> have five. Steelers and Patriots have six. Yeah. Uh, and then uh Packers and Giants have four. So if the Chiefs yeah. win, they will become the third team mm. to have at least, uh Thanks, have Pete. four.
1: Thanks, Pete. I forgot one was Steve <laughs> Young, too.
0: Um okay, hold on a second. Uh how many franchises have never won a Super Bowl? This one's a little more difficult because it's it's
1: it's several. It's several. Um it's like ten, it's over ten, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's it's like twelve. I think is the answer. Ding ding
0: ding ding ding. Yeah,
1: it's it's several have not won. Have never won a a Super Bowl.
0: Bowl. Buffalo, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Carolina, Chargers, Arizona, Tennessee, Cleveland, Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville. Those final four have never even made it to a Super Bowl.
1: Okay, so made it is what I initially thought of. I'm like, well, that's not a lot. And then I thought never won. And then I thought of that. So that's I'll take that. Okay, take that.
0: Uh, I've got two more. Name every player to win multiple Super Bowl MVPs.
1: <laughs> you lost me here. I'll, I'll give, give you. A, I'll,
0: I'll give. you a hint. There Brady are one, are two, two
1: three, four, five, six of them. Brady and Mahomes are two of them. That, that's two of them. Uh, Montana. Four more. Montana. Yeah.
0: So that's three.
1: Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Somebody I feel else. like I'm. I'm thinking way too. Bradshaw. Yep. That's four. Yeah, Bradshaw um uh, Miles Garrett um <laughs> uh let's see two more
0: no two not more. somebody said uh, Lamar Jackson no it's not a regular season it's super bowl no, mvps super
1: bowl mvps super bowl mvps who are the other Favre Elway oh wow Eli yeah okay. and then one more on. this
0: this one's this one's uh w- uh well well back in the past think early super bowl years oh
1: it's got to be have to be like Bart Starr yeah. That's it. Uh William, it's it's multiple colors by the <laughs> way. My girlfriend's niece, my girlfriend's niece hooked it up yesterday. It's multiple colors. Check no, Peyton
0: Manning did not win multiple. He won the MVP I think in Super Bowl 41, but Von Miller won the MVP in Super Bowl 50 and I think that's the last defensive player to win MVP the most recent at least.
1: I think All that's right. how, I think that's right.
0: Final question. Okay. 32 of the 58, yes, 58 MVPs, not 57.
1: Right, co mvp yeah. Yes,
0: 32 of the 58 MVPs have been quarterbacks. What position has produced the second most?
1: Wide receiver? Yes. Yeah, I think that was pretty easy. And you name how many? (laughs) Rice. Was Warfield MVP? Yep. Rice, Ward. Rice, Warfield. Was Was Jones the MVP for the Ravens the year they won?
0: No. I, I I don't have the list in front of me,
1: but oh, I, I mean, Dexter Jackson won it. I, I kept thinking Keyshawn Johnson, but Dexter Jackson won it for the box that year. Heinz Ward,
0: yeah, Heinz Ward.
1: Mm. Man, he's so are good question. Okay, so all right, so yeah, I had Rice. Yeah, I had Rice. I had. We have Ward. Ward. Oh man, Jane's got one here. Swan. San Antonio, not San Antonio. Holmes was yes. it San Antonio? Oh, three or four, three of four Steelers had. 3 shows of the
0: help. 8, 3 of the 8 uh, receivers to win MVP were Steelers.
1: Shows it shows what I I mean my Super Bowl trivia is.
0: Woo, not great. Also, and this one's going to kind of hurt Steelers fans, I'm sorry. Only one cornerback ever won Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> cornerback.
1: About Rod Woodson.
0: No. This one's going to hurt Steelers fans.
1: Somebody help me here. Somebody somebody please help me here.
0: Larry Brown. Um, Two. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Neil. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um and then only one returner,
1: believe it or not. Devin not Devin Hester. No, not Devin Hester. Uh by the way, Devin Hester same initials
0: same initials as Devin.
1: DH Dante Hall? No. Remember Dante Hall? I remember Hall? Dante Hall. No. Who am I missing? It's
0: Super Bowl 31.
1: 96 season. Oh, I was four years old then. I don't know. Desmond Howard. Howard. Desmond Howard. I only know him for being a Michigan Wolverine and, and <laughs> making bad predictions on college game day. Um. All right. Who wins? Put your predictions in the chat. Good job, Chris, on those trivia questions. It stumped yeah. me. I, I, my, my Super Bowl trivia, it, my Super Bowl knowledge is way down here. So, very nice job on your part. Nice job on the chat's part. Let's go Super Bowl predictions. Put them in the chat, Chris. You can go first.
0: Um, yeah, I've, I've, I, I don't, I, I, I know who I was going to predict. I'm trying to think of a, think of a score. Um, I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. I just can't like, I understand he's lost in the Super Bowl before, but the only time he lost was to Tom Brady. Uh, the 49ers are a heck of a team. I mean, we, we, we knew at the start of the season that the 49ers were going to get here, uh, one way or the other. They're just such a good football team, but I just I cannot go against Patrick Mahomes. I just can't. Um, I see some points being scored in this game. It might it might end up being a game a lot like what we saw last year. Um, I'm going to say the Chiefs win this one. Uh, I'm going to go with a weird score, thirty six to thirty two.
1: Hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm not thinking twice about it. Patrick Mahomes is Bowser to to Super Mario. He is Dr. Neo Cortex to Crash Bandicoot. He is Dr. Robotnik to Sonic the Hedgehog. He is Kazuya Mishima if you're playing Tekken. I mean, he is the final boss. Except this time, the final boss wins this story. This is what Patrick Mahomes does. Mm -hmm. He just balls out in the postseason. The stage is never too big for him. And for some narrative purposes, I think this is going to be the coronation of a new villain in the NFL. Like Tom Brady was the (laughs) villain for some time. Like this to me is, is Patrick Mahomes completing his NWO. heel turn. This is Patrick (laughs) Mahomes cementing his legacy as, I mean, he's already one of the game's all time greats, but Mm -hmm. this is just going to put him on another level. I, I think, yeah, the head of the table has to fall. b did you see that press Uh-oh. conference? <laughs> Take a look. Um, yeah, th- I, I, I think the Chiefs, their defense has been great. Their defense has multiple ways of stopping the 49ers, I think. I think McCaffrey can have a good game. I think Ayuk can have a good game. I think Brock Purdy could have a good game even. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just think that this is too much Patrick Mahomes. This is where Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid – open things up and this is where they get creative and this is where they're at their best. I think this is Chiefs 28-20. It's a touchdown-ish game, in my opinion. Yeah. So I I I would like to pick the 49ers. I would like to say that San Francisco has a good shot to win this because I think they legitimately do. And I think it's a close game. But I think this is one of those things where Patrick Mahomes like whether it's final drive or like fourth quarter magic or just Finds a way to surprise us and finds a way to just pulls ahead differently. He has a different way of doing things. And that's what makes Patrick Mahomes so great. And this is about him to me. This yeah. is about him. So give me, give me them. 28-20. The Chiefs win the win the Super Bowl 40, uh, Super Bowl 58, rather. We come on on here on Monday talking about prophets and things we didn't like or did like. About the How, big game.
0: What are the chances of uh, this happening?
1: I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he does. Um, bonus, who do you think would Super Bowl MVP? I mean, if I if everything um, I say comes true, it's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean it's a quarterback thing, so Mahomes yeah. or Purdy are you two obviously. I just unless I, there's I, like unless it's Kadarius Tony. Like <laughs> <laughs> what is he gonna get an MVP for? Not dropping any passes. What if he's like what if he this is the day? where he goes like six catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Like, what if this is the day?
0: Then, I mean, then it is. I mean, then, you know, (laughs) I mean, shoot, like, I mean, we talked about it before anybody like Larry Brown can prove that you can be the MVP for a game. You know, you, you're just in the right place at the right time. If Kadarius Tony does his job right. And he's the guy that happens to get open. And if he can make those catches, then geez, like be, you know, have a day, you know, um, but no, I I would uh, I would bet Mahomes if I had to bet anybody else other than Mahomes, I'd probably bet Kelsey, just because if he has a similar game like he had against the Bills, then yeah, I could I could definitely see Kelsey like getting like a getting some some MVP votes.
1: What's your Super Bowl spread looking like before we
0: go? Uh, I haven't made up my mind yet. Usually I go the wings route. Uh, sometimes I've gone the cookout route. Um, you know, gotten like burgers and dogs and brats and everything like that on, on the grill. Um I think I'm just gonna do the order in. I I'm kind of you know, got a lot of stuff going on. I got my daddy-daughter dance tonight and uh I got my oh, my, my that. son. That's right. Yeah, my son's got a basketball game tomorrow and just got some other things going on this weekend. So I don't feel like I'm mean, gonna get get a chance to run by the store and grab everything that I would need to go to cook out. So I might just go the uh like pizza and wings route. Last year I I kind of cooked a, like put stuff together but it was like pizza and wings and i think i even did, i did a whole lot of everything it was yeah. so much food i made queso I'll, I'll make queso too
1: for sure the uh so we're doing a combo it kind of thing here my my girlfriend's mother has a birthday tomorrow um and we're gonna celebrate the, the birthday on sunday and do mm. the super bowl so i'm just i'm looking at a text that i have right here on on what the potentials are going to be Hot dogs, macaroni, meatball hoagies, buffalo chicken dip, jalapeno rolls, homemade pretzels, cake, veggie tray, fruit tray, root beer floats, beer, and I'm going to be making salsas. I'm making a a, a black bean and corn salsa and a fresh tomato. So got to have the fresh tomato mild for the kids. Oh, yeah. Got to have the black bean and corn, a little something different. You know, for the adults, I like it. I make it yeah. quite often. So. You know,
0: you know, it's funny. Um, those who have, who have kids probably understand this a little bit more. Um, when kids call toothpaste spicy, <laughs> you know, you can't have any kind of <laughs> dude. I can't. I, I. remember the first time my son used like regular adult toothpaste, and he's just going. He's like, "Why is it spicy?" And it's
1: just it's delicious.
0: It's. <laughs> It's just hilarious. Like they don't know what to do with that strong mint flavor. They don't know how else to, how how else to, uh... it's the same thing. I, first time I ever gave my son a warhead, it was friggin' hilarious. He called it spicy. He called it hot. It was, even though it was insanely sour. It's insanely mm-hmm. sour, but it, he didn't know how else to explain it. It was just
1: hot, so mm-hmm. that's why you need um, the antacid tablets. I have them sitting within arms' reach at oh, all yeah, time. Tum- yeah, tums are. Yeah. I got them. I got them within arms' reach you at all pass. times. Yeah. yeah. All right. Enjoy your game. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your food. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your fun. Whatever you're doing on Sunday, we hope you enjoy the spread and the festivities and all of the fun. We'll be back Monday to recap it all and talk a little bit more, I guess, Steelers off season, because we will be full blown off season mode at that point. Yep. Uh, remember to find us where podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. No Ramon Foster show today. DK is in Winnipeg, Manitoba, currently. So no Ramon today. Enjoy the weekend. He's Chris. I'm Corey. This has been the Southside Beat. Have a good one, everybody. Talk to you Monday.